comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. I turned 21 in prison, doing life without parole. No one could steer me right, but Mama tried. Mama tried, Mama tried to raise me better, but her pleading I denied. That leaves only me to blame, cause Mama tried. You're listening to Fear, the Walking Dead TV podcast for season four, episode seven of Fear the Walking Dead, entitled The Wrong Side of Where You Are Now. I'm your host, Craig DeMonda. Join with me this evening, back again, Mr. Aaron Newworth. Hey, I'm back again. There I am. Very good. How did you get your last name, by the way? I'm just curious. Did some Imperial soldier give it to you, or how were you? How how did you acquire that? I was I was I was born, and they were like, "Huh, he's pretty new, and he looks worth it." New worth. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Sold. Mm-hmm. Mr. Richard Chubtone Sheldon. Why would you not shoot at the people who are unlo- unlocking the backs of trucks? You know, make it hard for them. Don't just stand there watching them. You know they're bringing bad news. I thought you were talking about Solo. Now we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm confused for a minute. Okay. Well, wait, wait. Which podcast is this? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to get mixed up again. Know. It's Fear fear a, star, a fear a Walking Dead story. I thought that's what okay. we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> Vulture. Okay. Vulture, a Walking Dead story. Uh, Mr. Russell Latham. I had to put down State of Decay to do this podcast. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Mr. Daryl Taylor. I stand between the light and the dark. Oh, we are planning something good, baby. It's going to be good. You've been on a Babylon 5 uh, binge, I can see, huh? I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't stop. <laughs> She's going to get out. All day. And Mr. Jim Dietz. I'm the I'm the unnecessary holographic cameo at the end of the movie. <laughs> Is that you? Oh wait, we're not we're not talking about solo. Did I'm you turn sorry. your sword on to make sure we knew who you were? Okay, gotcha. Right, no, I'm the only. I'm also the only full color hologram in all of the universe. In all of the all of the universe, right? <laughs> <laughs> the syndicate can afford color. The empire can't. All right, that, that's yeah. it. That's the answer for you. They steal it. They steal it. They stole it. Right, right, right. Yeah, stolen color. Oh, we're back again, guys. This is good. The whole the whole family's back together. We got two more of these to go, right? Tonight and next week, and then yeah. it's uh, yeah. it's on to a little bit of a break. Then, it, then but... that's it for everything. Walking Dead, Fear the Dead, it's all ending, right? Yeah. Well, don't over. don't get me started. There's been some news, very depressing it's news. It's I, all over. I'm not happy about this, but you're trying out for the part, right? I heard. I mean, isn't that what you're doing? I, I've been sending in my my uh, clips to them, and they've been rejecting every last one of them. But I'm still going to try. <sighs> Did you send in one of you? Saying together, <laughs> they all say that. That's that hilarious yeah. one. See, my 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 podcast co-host Abe and I, we 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 send in a clip where you know we put a giant trench coat on as I stand on Abe's shoulders and thought maybe if we have a really tall Rick, people won't notice. They won't notice okay. the difference. Yeah, they won't notice the difference. Uh, the, the weird thing is the trench coat in Atlanta Heat, but it's like we could probably CG that out. Uh, 
I, I, I'm not happy about this, guys. I mean, because I, I, I guess I understand Lincoln, though. From one perspective, he wants to move on, do some movies and stuff. But then I think of like someone like John Hamm. He's trying so hard to get away from that character from Mad Men. But every movie I see, he's not doing so good. So what? what do you, I mean, does Lincoln think he has this big career ahead of him and what the show's holding mean? him back? Is that what he thinks? I mean... Uh, it's not the money. Um, is it the money? I mean, what what, what is it? I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, it's, been, it's been nine years. Yeah. yeah. That's why those cats that just gets, you know, he just wants to move on. He gets bored, doesn't want to do it anymore, and he no, just I, wants to. But it's an easy I wanna, gig, though. I, I mean, want to back up a second. What, yeah. what, mm. What's wrong with John Hamm? He's getting lots of work. He is, yeah. but has he really broken out since that, like... I don't know. Like he's, done a lot he's of good in ensembles. He's right. Good in, he, he, he was good in Baby Driver. Right. Yeah. That movie... Tag looks funny. That's coming I, up. I, I didn't I, see uh, Beirut. I, I didn't see Beirut yet. Is that, is I that would, good? I have. Okay. It's fine. I would. I would well, say. Had breakout, I, I would. Say, I would say out, this. Yeah. I mean, of the problems John Hamm has, and I'm sure his his massive white people problems are really you know hurting right now. <laughs> I, I don't, I, well, Andrew Lincoln's got the same problem, right? I mean, let's, I, let's I, be fair I, here, right? Okay. I, I don't think the issue is <laughs> Mr. Clutterbug too close to Don Draper. Like that's not my. That's not the issue that he's having. If he's having any issues at all, it's like he's he's doing his own thing. But that's like so far off the topic of discussion as far as Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, he's bored. Like, have Wait, we, you guys, done. we've been, we've talked about this show. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a surprise that hey, we're not the biggest fans of it right now, as far as how good the show's been doing. True, I true, imagine you're right. the guy working on it, who also probably sees the same issues we do, probably has a few things to say about that as well. Let alone the ever-changing list of showrunners, cast members, varying Aaron. disputes, lawsuits, Jesus. a story that seems to be focused more on Negan than anybody else. Well, that's interesting. Ah, oh, that's that. Yeah, he's really not. Yeah. And, he, and you think about it, like he's not one of them that likes to sit on that couch every week. You know, and talk about yeah. the show. He never he was though. Really... He never. He, yeah, he, he was, was never. He was right. never that guy. No. So I mean, he kind of. He's waiting for that uh, love actually to money. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's somebody promised be, him something, right? That's got to be yeah. some of it too, right? I mean, he's a he's a UK national, right? Mm-hmm. So he, I, I don't I don't believe he lives. I mean, he may be living in the yeah, US. He bought an apartment or something he, there, but whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's yeah. in the UK, so, right? Correct. I mean, nine years on a TV show is a long time. I mean, regardless yes. of, yeah. of other work or potential other work or whatever, there's only so long I think people are willing or really care to play a specific character before it's like, look, I, I just creatively I want to do something different. Right. And I don't I don't think everything const- always boils down to money, but it, when you look at it too, again, I'm not crying poor for for Andrew Lincoln, <clears throat> but. Ninety thousand an episode for a TV for the the high you know the highest rated show on television is is not exactly you know money that that even you know other actors on other shows are getting. Now, granted, it's it's sixteen and not twenty two or twenty three or whatever. Right. And he's not in every but, episode, to be honest, either. Yeah, right. But, I mean, I mean, like, I could easily see him being like, "Look, I've done nine years on this thing." I, he's he's got to be mad that they're offering Norman Reedus like twenty million 20 or whatever. Mil- but that was that after was he's leaving. Though. That's that's right. That's him. I know, right. but they're just giving him his money. Not very happy. Does that does that deal include his motorcycle show, or is this just Walking Dead? Well, there's uh, a lot of unknowns, right? Like we yeah. don't know how many seasons. We don't know if that no. if that amount is 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 bullcrap or if it's real. Like, I mean, because we're talking. I think I I figure the math out right. Like if it's twenty if it's twenty plus million for four seasons, I forget. I think of the math that is like three hundred and something thousand, and the guy's getting ninety thousand right now. So you're talking almost a four x increase in pay. Wow. 
if it's four seasons, if it's three seasons, you're talking like a a five or six X increase in, in pay. I, that just seems off to me. Like, I just don't see how they go. Eh, we're giving you 90 grand. Eh, if you stick around for four years, we'll give you 300 grand per episode. You think it's going to go 13 seasons, Russ? Well, no, that's my point is, but if, if they're, if they're going to give him some sort of $20 million deal, it's got to be somewhat long-term. They're not giving him 20 million for a season. It's kind of shy to me because I mean, AMC is kind of known for cheaping out, especially on this show. I mean, yeah, they have not been known for being extravagant with their budgets. And then all of a sudden we hear about this giant deal with Norman Reedus. Well, but they're just taking his money and giving it to him though. Right. Cause they both made 10. Wasn't that it? So it's like they're taking oh, they, Andrew Lincoln's 10 and giving it to Norman saying, don't go anywhere, please, please, please. Isn't that no, kind of talking, what they're doing? No, 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 no. Craig, you're talking ninety thousand per episode times sixteen episodes. So you're talking, you're talking right around, you're talking less than two million dollars a year. That, is that all they're making? I thought it was like a ten million dollar deal or something. Dude, like, uh, well, when you got an ensemble cast like this, Lincoln and Lincoln and Vetus are the high, two highest paid, and they get ninety thousand an episode each. Yeah. Whether they're in it or not, they get ninety thousand. Okay, fine. That's my understanding. Yeah. Okay. So you're talking because well, they're, they're, they're credited on each episode. True. So it right. Matter if they're you're right. talking a four to five x increase in pay, which is wow. kind of heard of. So you're saying the whole contract is twenty million? I get how you're saying the entire the entire thing, and yeah. we don't even know what that means, right? We don't like, know what the that, of it is, right? Okay, I see yeah. What you're I mean, is it ten years, five years, seven years, three years? I mean, nobody is knows. It, is it for? Is it in addition to other like properties or deals yeah. he's making? For is he, he going to produce? Yeah. Is he going to be going to get produce his credit? No, all I see what you're saying. Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah. More. There's so many. I mean, this it could all be complete bullshit. I mean, we we just don't know. But mm. I mean, the, the the for me, like this doesn't seem unusual. The the bit with the whole Andrew Lincoln thing leaving, and then you know we're getting into Lauren Cohen. They've confirmed that both of them are gone after season nine. They're both only going to show up in half the number of episodes for season nine. Wow. To me, what this shows is they seriously screwed up by getting rid of Carl. Oh yeah, for sure. To me, oh and, yeah. And, and, and I'm not even talking about um, Chandler Riggs. I mean, they got rid of the character of Carl. If the, if they were going to lose Cohan and Lincoln, this is my opinion. They could have easily said, okay, season nine finishes whatever story we're trying to tell. This is it. Mm-hmm. They do a 10-year time jump, a five-year time jump. They recast Carl. He's recast the man him. now. Right. And then they take the show in a whole new direction with a whole new opening, and the thing could run for another five or six years You know, easy because because they could, yeah. they could, they yeah. could kind of fix everything and shore it up. Now – you're putting the whole show on the. You got rid of. You got rid of Morgan, right? So you've yeah. got what? You've got. You've got. Um, yeah, who's left? Carol. Carol. You got Carol, Carol. and you've got Daryl, the and then you've got what? The King. Right. I mean, Aaron. I mean, you got yeah. I mean, I mean, got, got Aaron. secondary and tertiary main yeah, characters, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> Enid. Yeah. Yeah, Enid. Yeah, she's not gonna hold it up. All right. The the no. chick that plays Piper. I mean, Jerry on, could. I mean, on fifteen shows on on every genre show that she's in. Um, I, I don't know. I, yeah, that, I, I, that is I, weird because everybody did in the beginning of Walking Dead. There was this thing of I kind of thought it too. If they if it did keep going, it was successful. Just move it to Carl, and if if they don't like the actor at that age, yeah. just jump recast, it. Like you said, recast it. Recast right. it. Yeah, with yeah. someone. Yeah, else. They're, in, they're in a weird take, spot. Yeah, because they've taken away well, they whatever the lifelines they could do. Yeah, they could do the daughter though. Judith, if they yeah, jump it, it's and true. It true. It yes, they Judith. absolutely. Yeah, they, that's a good plan. It's not really Rick's bloodline, but somewhat, right? I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, huh. the weird thing with all of that is, I mean, if you're that's a, such a significant time jump, and the show 
while it's not always it while it's not been to the t of the page it's certainly like crossed in and out of the comics so it's like well what show are we trying to make at this point if we're gonna remove major elements that that at least keep it aligned with basic beats of the of the comic it's it's already out of those elements well hold on rick and michonne could have a baby you know and then they could time jump like that yeah, I but I mean, you're talking I mean, that was, that was, that was, time jump. Then I mean, you're you talking. You still lose. You still lose some of those actors, though. You can't. Oh, have you have to lose Carol a lot of them. There, definitely, if he's Carol a baby, there. and then it would be yeah. But then yeah. Again, maybe did... maybe he won't die though. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they'll they, maybe they'll write it in a way where he moves away for a while, and maybe in season 15, when they're about to wrap up the show, he comes back. You're you know? Well, I, I am grasping. Till... I'm hoping. I mean, he yeah, just, you're right. That's true. With that logic, you just wait till fear gets canceled, then Morgan finally drops back into the show. Well, I, I, but again, I'm saying, but you don't have to say kill that, him though. Why do I have to kill the guy? You don't have to. Because right? when you have those two acts, I just don't. I just see them going, trying to say, let's do this mega thing for the half season and kill off a bunch of people. Like that's that's what they've always done. The, maybe they can show some restraint and not do that. Maybe I not. Know, you know what I mean? And just say, okay, they're going to go separate for a while. You know, they and can advertise the hell out of it. Like, who's going to survive the massacre? You know, this is how they do. Yeah. Well, there's like, a new showrunner now. Maybe they're, maybe they're doing it differently. Maybe he'll have some say in it. You know, I, I wouldn't. I, I I wouldn't put it past them to make it ambiguous if they really wanted to with it. But if, like you're could. losing your, if you're leading your least cast member, if you're losing that person. You need to send them out in a way that makes sense for Rick Grimes. And Rick exactly. Grimes doesn't seem like the guy that's like, well, I've spent nine years on this show defending everything I could, and now I'm just going to like walk off into the sunset and just assume, just leave them on their die. own. Like, he's I mean, the guy that would die for the group. Like, exactly. thinking like, uh, yeah. like ER, right? There's like 15 ending. seasons of ER, and George Cooney left yeah. like on season four, but he came back like in season 15, and you know yeah. there was a finale or whatever. Like, I'm hoping there's some kind yeah, of like. Because Clooney's, a, Clooney's, Clooney's a mensch, and he's also not like on a apocalyptic <laughs> show. Like he's not. A, he's not. He's, who like died on ER? Did like Noah Wiley or someone like get killed? Like no, it was uh, uh, it was a no, uh, no, uh, goose. Goose got killed, and then it was a goose, Noah survived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, goose goose died like in season nine or ten. Yeah, that was it, right? Yeah. I so thought I mean, Goose died in Top Gun. He he died in ER too. Yeah, but when you think about it, it's like they gave Carl the kind of Rick like death that they could have done like Russ was saying like he could have sac- he would have sacrificed himself for this group and yeah. he could have like did the you know the, good- the goodbye episode you know yeah. kind of and then Rick has to take I mean and then Carl has to kind of you know take the the forefront the silver lining of this, because I, I don't think we could really stretch this too much farther without having much more news to go on, is that yeah. it really tests the writers to up their game for this season if it's going to be the last featuring two very important characters to the show. Right. Especially the way they ended season eight, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's they yeah. ended it to where the bulk of season nine, you would assume, is going to be this Maggie Rick showdown. And now we're hearing, oh, yeah. well, wait, they're only they're gonna both show going to show up in half yeah. the episode. So now you're like, okay, <laughs> they, well, what the hell is shoot each other? Gonna be? Like, what they is this going to be? Yeah. We jump off this cliff together. We jump I have a question, <laughs> Craig. Together. You know what Craig, it is. Yeah. Craig, you mentioned about Judith. Mm-hmm. When did we learn for certain? That she was Shane's. Baby. We we haven't, but I mean, it's ninety nine percent. We're never gonna learn that for certain, right? Okay, I think I he, mean, hold on. I think oh no no no. Rick even says it. They said it's probably he's pro- she's probably, probably not mine. He said time, it in some episode. Yeah. He did mention because it. of the timing because she. But it was. But again, it's, it's not definitive. It, no, right, it's not it's definitive. Not definitive. But no. it appears to be that. Remember those months. 
that he was in a coma, that's when it seems that I thought he was in a coma for only two weeks. Well, no, I, I don't, no, know, I about, I don't know about how long he was in a coma for, but, it, but there was a, the it, timeline doesn't work out for you know, it just yeah, it they just were messing around, it they were messing around, right? Yeah. Right, while he was they away, were doing it in the dark. They're Shane, I mean, I'm sure it's Shane's too, but I'm just saying, I didn't think we learned for sure it was. You're not going to, but that's just his. Ba- that was just what something that he said, like right. his head, he kind of thinks it, it won't. Yeah. That's not his kid. Yeah, biologically. So we have more to speculate. Obviously, we can we can, we can speculate till the cows come home. I'm not too happy right. about it. I'm a big Rick fan um i think he he, he, I, like he, he centers, I do he centers the show in a lot of yeah. ways and it really has been about him yeah. in, a lot, in a lot a lot of ways it started with him this show I mean, so yeah. i i i can't share the same enthusiasm you do for rick but i do agree that he the idea of losing him the you know the lead character on the show the character right. that you know leads these comics that are still going where he's presumably still alive i know i'm behind a few issues but hey i don't think he died um, i'm assuming yeah it um that would have been spoiled all across the internet oh, that oh, it I, I got by without knowing that glenn died so i mean I, we, you well, know. he's gonna when when he does kill off rick it'll be a big deal and, and the, the only reason i found out that another character died is because of f-ing robert kirkman is the one that decided to spoil it for me at comic-con but whatever <laughs> still he that's what, that's what he does he, yeah, that's he, what he, he does. brings it up he, he's like oh Sorry, guys. Yeah, I guess for me, I'm just not surprised by this news. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I just, I again, nine seasons on a TV show is a long freaking time, and you know, you look He's at others. I thought they had more money. I, I really thought they were making more money, so I didn't realize that. To be honest with you, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm no. surprised. It seems like an inevitability, just based off the history yeah. of this series behind the scenes. That yeah, nine seasons in with all the stuff that's happened, mm-hmm. sure, that makes a level of sense. But it is like. That's quite a move, uh, you know. It's sure. beyond just like a. It's it's beyond like when Lauren Cohen's contract was up and she was negotiating herself publicly, um, which ultimately is going to still result in her leaving the show. This is like mm-hmm. the lead character of this insanely popular TV show is going to yeah. be gone afterwards, and they're going to keep going, yeah. and they're going to give Daryl more money. <laughs> and you know, funny. Jeffrey D. Morgan. I mean, he's probably going to take over some leadership role too. If I mean, <laughs> not helping. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, they love him and yeah. you know, he's going to, so, they're going to try to reclaim him and reclaim him back to humanity. It's going to be a reclamation with him. I, you know, I see think, what happens. I think they hedged their bet with Lauren Cohan because so she's quote done with season nine, but if this show she's on, doesn't get picked up to full season order or renewed, then they could easily, Easily bring her back, right? Don't kill either of them. Leave him open, right? Like, leave well, him I don't. Open. I don't know about that. I mean, I'm not. Saying I don't know, Rick. Him, I don't think he would come back. I think he. No, I think Lincoln's really... done. Like, you think yeah, he, when he leaves, he oh, wants yeah. to be killed. He wants definitive. Yeah. I'm done. I'm never coming yeah. back. Okay. And what's to say no. about the rest of it? I mean, what's going to happen with Black Panther slash Avengers: Infinity War denies Guerrera's uh, contract after this point? What right. Is, yeah. yeah. I thought about that too. We, too so. Yeah, I mentioned that too. Like that was mainly a, for that joke, but I am serious also. But yeah, she signed. Did she sign through nine or ten? They've all no signed idea. through nine. The only one that okay. didn't was Cohan, and then she finally did. They're going a season at a time, unless he, except, except for Daryl. Well. Norman, which we don't know what the secret deal is, like, like Russ was saying, for that All twenty right. million, we don't know what, what's involved with that. Enid stated I mean, that she signed on for sixteen if she could. I mean, none of none of them care, <laughs> but she did say this. <laughs> and Tobin would have if he wasn't killed, right? Yeah, he was. He was yeah, all set to yeah. go, right? Tobin, he cleared, Tobin, he cleared his calendar. Tobin bought three houses in Atlanta. He was ready to push on the whole family. <laughs> I mean, it's I know good. it's speculation, but I mean, if if 
a lot of if if another a number of them also start to to be like I'd I'd want to pay raise you know because of how successful they are in other things it would it, I want to know it might it might behoove them to yeah but AMC I mean what do they care right I mean they're if they could lose if they could lose Andrew Lincoln and keep moving forward then right. yeah. they're they're not going to be held over a barrel well, on they any built huh? this show that's what I'm saying like that's what I mean by moving forward like this is a genre like they can they can. The big thing is the walkers, right? That's what. Well, let's see know, if the like, ratings hold, the... though. They may not hold if he leaves. Maybe, yeah, maybe but it's a hard, but the ratings aren't holding with him. No, staying. they're not. You're right. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. they're so slowly they do going a whole down. Thing like fear. If they, if you see what happened with fear, they had to to really change things Reboot. up. I mean, yep. and it, and so, it's been a better show for it. To so. to call. To call back to that point about uh, the other actors, if they can pursue the things that they're also doing well in, to be fair <laughs> to, to reality, none of them are really breaking out, be, with the exception of, I guess, Denai Guerrero and Jeffrey D. Morgan, but he was already a kind of a star outside he was already, of this. Right, yeah. He already kind of so, came no. in that way, right? I mean, yeah. It's not like Norman Reedus has much beyond the motorcycle show, guys. <laughs> no, Daryl Boondock Saints be 3. Forever. He's getting yeah, yeah. that, that the, the residuals. Yeah, Daryl is what he, he will always be known for. I don't think he'll ever... You know, break out of that. It's like as much as we like Melissa character. McBride on this show. It's not like Melissa McBride, you know, has been popping up in movies all over the place. Unless <laughs> no. Frank Darabont needs a favor, right? Yeah, it's true. No. I mean, she, yeah, she was in a lot of his movies. Hey, Romeo and Michelle might have another reunion. Go <laughs> <laughs> back, go back to the nineties. Come on. My all favorite right, so- takeaway. My favorite takeaway from all of this is that I learned Andrew Lincoln's real name is Andrew James Clutterbuck. Clutterbuck. That's just fun. That's just fun to know. You didn't know that? You didn't know that? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't keep up with Andrew Lincoln Weekly. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Clutter- Clutterbuck, but he, yeah, his I, I stage name is Lincoln. Clue that week. I didn't get that Clutterbuck. one. Clutterbuck. Wow. He, that's he why exactly. Cumberbatched, Cumberbatch for the most British ass name that exists on the planet. Benedict Timothy Carlton Cumberbatch. It's pretty British, guys. Yeah, and I'm he's, sorry. He's married to Van Morrison's daughter, I think. Is that oh, what no. it is? Clutterbuck to me sounds like a house in Harry Potter. I'm <laughs> saying. Yeah. It's like Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, Clutterbuck. Married to Ian, the daughter of Ian Anderson uh, from Jethro Tull. Oh, Jethro Tull. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm sorry. I thought it was, yeah. Okay, Nothing man, at all like that. <laughs> sorry. Jethro Tull. Excuse you go, me. You go to school in New York. You ever with that seen name, Jethro Tull live? It is fantastic. Yeah, that flute, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, the, it was a, it was a heavy metal flute, to be fair. <laughs> right. hey, it's a heavy flute. All right, so let's get to fear. This episode uh, was directed by Sarah Boyd, written by Melissa Scrivener Love. Full recap, courtesy of AMC.com. Wow. Let's jump into it, guys. Uh, before, actually, before we do, actually, let's do our tradition. Initial thoughts on this episode. What do you guys think? We're almost to the end. I know there's some mixed feelings on on the web about this one, but what do you guys think? They really uh, missed an opportunity here by not playing Disco Inferno. Uh-huh. Bird, like right? when? Uh, during the one scene. That'd be great. <laughs> Which scene? When, when, when well, should I fade well, it in? When should well, I mean, when they had all the burning zombies like going toward the, the, the stadium, you know, that would have been when they, you know, the ice cream well, truck so, and the when oil. When they light the fire on the, at yeah, night in the that, parking lot? Yeah, that would have been total Yeah. I don't would have been good or, you know. I still I still like it. The crazy Alicia just shooting, wanting to shoot everybody. She's getting she's getting pretty dead eyes, huh? Man, she got pretty dead eyes. She yeah, no, she's pretty. That's right. <laughs> she's got those dead blue eyes, right? Just like... <laughs> I uh, I like the episode. I got right in the middle of like, did this show become the show of like the best shootouts on TV? But also, yeah. wait, th- wait, are they also just like 
stand up, shoot, sit back down. Other guy stands up, shoot, sits back down. It's like, well, like, it looks cool, though. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm going back to that first episode where I love that whole action sequence. There's like, this show's been pretty consistent on cool right. action scenes. They've been doing that good. Like and, that. and it's not too dark where you can't see what's going on. And it's too like a melee. Like, no, yeah, it's actually it like you can light. follow it. it yeah. A, yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's in the filter that they put out. in. It's the filter that they use for all the production stills of Fury Road before you found out that there's a lot of colors in it. <laughs> Fury Road. <laughs> Anyone else have any initial thoughts or do we jump right yeah, into I, it? I dug it. I mean, we'll get into it, but there's there's one thing with the show right now that's bugging me and they better all I'm saying, all I know is they better pay it off well because if not, I'm I'm, it, it's really gonna put a damper on how good the the season has been. Well, and you'll what, hit it. You'll, what, you'll, what, what is it? You'll say it when I get to yeah, it. Yeah, you got. Yeah, the whole bit. Now. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I don't want to get too far into it now. But just the stuff okay. with Charlie, like that, that, that oh, okay. they need to pay that off because okay. right now it's um, it's uh, it's bugging me. You know what me. it is, Russ. You know. It. <laughs> I do know. It. <laughs> like, would it have been shocking if Luciana just shot her and took her out? Like, would that have been too shocking? I didn't know. Because she's a youngster? Because she's a kid? You've seen kid murders on TV again? Is that, on, is that... on this show? No. Right. <laughs> the I, series? I think she should have did it, though. She should have just shot her. Right. Yeah, she would have. She still you know, can. They don't didn't have back a Carol up. yet to farm out the child killing to on the yeah. show. So. No, yeah. I would have wrote it. The girl, it would have been like, they'd, they'd have asked her questions like, what what happened? And she would have said, you know what it is. And left <laughs> it just like that. And, sh- and fade to black. And then the, and then it, it opens. It no, perfect. We'll, we'll see what happens. She, It may still happen, right? we got one more episode it to go. Or maybe more, right? We, got, we don't know what's going to happen with her. All right, I so mean, I, I was a little upset that there wasn't enough uh, Garrett Dillahunt doing actual stuff to, so I could like make fun of Craig this episode. But like, it's, <laughs> no, oh, I, it's, I like it's him. Okay. I really like him. I love him. But he's great. <laughs> My girlfriend likes him more, but it's okay. Of course, <laughs> the week I come back, he's like, he's down for the count. So I, <laughs> I love Dillahunt. More Dillahunt. That's it. <laughs> She just likes some more, leave. that's all. You better not leave. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's get to it. Naomi tries to help John Dury as he lies unconscious. Meanwhile, Alicia Strand and Luciana exchange gunfire with the vultures. And again, like you said, really good, good shootout sequence here. Uh, Morgan runs over to help Naomi while she gets medical supplies from an ambulance. Mel drives off in the ambulance. Or did you, I don't know, did you watch Talking Dead? They called no. it the Cablambulance. No. <laughs> put it in. Uh, no, that was in the in the uh, yeah in the, in the in memoriam. Oh, that was, yeah, that was oh, cool. that, that was a good stunt. That was a good stunt. Though. It was yeah. It's great. That was the redeeming part I because it. I kept saying, why didn't if if her goal was to kill him, why didn't she just shoot him? Like it, it right was a missed away, opportunity. Right. And then when yeah. she blew up the bus, I was or the the bus, the ambulance. Want to play with the her ambulance. The Kablam, yeah. I like that. The she wanted to play. She wanted to play with her meal a little bit. Well, but I mean, it's again, it's it's like the moment from last season when Rick could have shot, you know, Negan, and and yeah. you know, they could have shot Negan when he was on the open, and they didn't. Right, but the the fact that they redeemed it by her actually using the grenade launcher on that, yeah. on that, what, yeah, you know, to blow up the ambulance. That I was like, okay, then that never, that makes up. Yeah, yeah, that my, Negan my, thing never got renewed. I mean, it never, never. 
made sense. It still my, didn't make sense. My it, eyes it, were glued it. to the the bottom barrel of that machine. I was like, when's this grenade going to come into play? And it's like, sure enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there she go. knew it was there. You knew it was ready to go. You know what it is. That's right. You know what it is. <laughs> check, check out his grenade launcher. Yeah. You know what yeah. it is. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> Naomi runs after him to get the medical kit. She and Alicia. This is again. This is the official AMC recap. Alicia blows up the ambulance with a grenade launcher, and then strides up to Naomi and accuses her of betraying their trust. That's pretty much what happens. Yeah, um, yeah. Naomi escapes and runs back to John's side. She tells Morgan that she knows where to find more medical supplies. There's mm-hmm. so many, so many things happening. Hold on, <laughs> right. there's, there's, oh, yeah. there's that that bit where Naomi's like she's accusing her of like, and she's like, "You don't, you, you don't know what you're talking about," or whatever she says. Yeah. There, there's so much like. It's not like a, uh, a negative. It's just there's so much confusion about the scene that I kind of enjoy, where there's clearly like an, a, an opposite side here, and there's a story that's mm-hmm. likely going to be filled in. It's but so I do, unclear. But it's I do so like unclear. the I like the chaos of this whole scene. I like how the scene yeah. opened, where like where John's on the we did we we already passed this, but like John's on the ground and Naomi's standing over him, it's fine, and it's yeah. like ha- and it's happening mid gunfight. Like it's right. re- like they're having this conversation, but like there's still a gunfight happening behind them. Like there's just a lot of cool staging of the things that are happening. It's very chaotic, but in a good way. Yeah, I was going to say it, the choreography of this fight is really good. I was really impressed with the way they pulled this yeah. off. Yeah, and they're not sure who to shoot really. Like besides the few guys that they're going after, they're still not clear. I'm still not clear what the heck is the beef with Naomi. Like, I'm I'm still not clear on this. I, I like it. I like that it's kind of... Yeah, I do. I jump do. to the future with people that we've... With, um, with Morgan and, and Al and, um, and John, and it's like, they're just launched into this this kind of story that's like already going that we're just seeing the tail end of and we have this giant gap that we're still trying to fill. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's an interesting approach uh, that I, I'm admiring compared to other... Sees, you know, I, you know, try areas they've tried to explore with this in the past with Gimple involved. He's we talked doing... about that the, the the failed time jumps, the yeah, you know, the the, yeah. the, bung, the bungled ones, the ones that are clumsy on the other show where they're, they're handling this one yeah. really uh, well, uh, masterfully. It's, and... it's it's fresh for him. Clearly, I mean, he's got on a new show to work with, new characters to deal with, and new right. completely new because they're new, you know they're not even comic based at this point, so it's a lot of free area to kind of walk over. And I like it. I like and he stepped back a bit. I mean, it's more Chambliss, I think, doing this, right? Isn't that yeah, his sure. show now? And it's yeah. I mean, the other he's, writers, he's Godfathering, right? Yeah, he's exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, and, you made us invest it. You invested us in, and that's the important thing. Like I think sometimes with the Walking Dead. I think they get a little carried away with because it was so popular that they they take shortcuts. But in this, you kind of have to. I think they remember that you kind of have to give us some of those character moments to for us to to feel invested when you do things like this. I can you I know? can hear the talking heads in a documentary on the making of for the Blu-ray. Now we had to we had to go back to the start and find out what people liked about the Walking Dead. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Scott Gimple, co-creator, vice president, whatever. <laughs> Apocalypse of dreams. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Uh, well, actually, you know, uh, Hardwick asked Coleman Domingo last night on Talking Dead. He goes, you know, is it hard doing this constant? back and forth you know the two timelines he goes no he goes actually it's written so well that we can easily slip back and forth okay we know we're either here or we're back before like it's 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 written so well it's not that hard to keep track of so that kind of speaks volumes and i don't i don't think he was bsing there i think he was like being honest like he was like okay it wasn't that hard to play so it looks pretty good on the screen so obviously it looks like it's working here's a question that's off base a bit but are they 
because the Talking Dead for Fear generally has a lot of the same people on, right? If I'm not mistaken, like it Typically. tends to get like Coleman's on there a lot. You know, they, they yeah. bring a lot of the main actors there to try to yeah. gin, gin up some. Because well, yeah. it's like it's like an LA show, right? So they're kind of already. Well, I guess it's Texas now, but like they're still kind of in the area already, so it's like a little easier, I guess, to book them. I guess so. Uh, That'd be my guess, but like, do they see more? Like, so remember, like the other seasons, they see it seemed like they were practically making fun of the fact they're on this thing, and they're like, now we got to do the uh, obligation of being on Talking Dead. Do they see more into it now on Talking Dead? Invested than they did before. Elfman was very cool. She she impressed me, Jenna Elfman, because I mean she's new to the show, obviously. Um, when well, what's her name was on uh, Kim Dickens? Yeah, she's just herself, you know. You really can't tell with her. Coleman was very chill. He was very relaxed. He, I think, he's just happy to still be around. To be honest with you, and I think they like. You could tell they liked the direction the show was going. Now, I think they, right. yeah, they were kind question. of in a dark place. Yeah. yeah, I know what you were saying. Because remember think, how we used to talk about it? Like it used to be. They didn't they know what their backstory they, was. They had they to make it up and stuff. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't hear that anymore. I don't really watch it too much. I watch, you know, I watch it occasionally. The Talking Dead, but you know, I try to watch it. You know, get the the behind the scenes stuff at the very least, like how they make the episode, and I like seeing the preview of next week's episode too. Yeah, here lately, that's all I've done is just gone and fast forwarded all the way to the to the end, right? The preview. I do the same thing sometimes. The last whole episode I watched was the Jenna Elfman one. Was I mean? Is this the first show to do that? To have like a an instant recap show right after, or at least you know recently? So no other shows have followed suit with that. Uh, yeah, Doctor, I think this Who, is... Doctor Who did it for a while with Guess Who, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> I mean, real TV shows, not Doctor Who. Oh, oh sir. <laughs> you snipe! You hurt me. You shut you your too. mouth. <laughs> this is the one that inspired that, right? I, I like on like this kind of level. Like, because they all do it yeah. now. Yeah, like Star Trek has it, right? Doesn't? Um, I'm pretty yeah. sure. After no, Trek, right? They got on, just, wasn't it Lost that did that? Though? Oh, did Lost have did one Lost too? Do oh, Lost did do it, didn't? Did they, they have a show though? No, Lost. you know who? You know who may kind of sort of started it was mm. with Battlestar Galactica when the guys would do the commentary That's track that you right. could listen to. Oh yeah. After the episode, when it, you, you basically right. you could download it and it would sync up with it. Oh you really? Rewatch. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought. I thought because I, I know. I know that. I know there's another commentary thing on a, on a variety of shows actually. But I thought the like as far as like a broadcast cable show that like the network's paying for. I thought it was uh, Walking Dead that like was the one that really got that yeah, going. I thought, I thought so too. Uh, I mean, I remember the podcast after Battlestar, but I mean, as far as yeah. the, you know, the right <laughs> after the show, like uh, recap mm-hmm. type, you know. Yeah, I, I always thought it was Walking Dead. Or, I, I don't deny that there is like other shows that have done like supplemental material that came right away. I don't. I I, I know there's other shows that have done that before, but I think as far as a, but like, I, we could we could sell podcast. ads during this. <laughs> I think it's podcast that really did that though. I mean, oh, of course, a lot of yeah. pop, the popular shows did it, and and they started just doing podcasts on the side. You know, because remember with Lost, um, what's the guy that. Uh, Lindelof. Lindelof. No, the big the, the guy Harley. Her, her <laughs> uh, yeah, Jorge, Jorge Garcia. Jorge, Jorge Garcia. Him and his girlfriend would do a show every. They would do a podcast, whatever girlfriend he had at the time. After every episode, they would do a podcast, and it, it was pretty popular because of the show. And they would discuss what happened in in the episode. And I think that 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 was really really popular. And then they started to to do other things like producers started to do it like writers and producers started oh, for to sure. do when when Brad like Milo was doing the uh Who? the 
Brad Milo on our network. <laughs> when he was doing the Alcatraz podcast, they had Jorge and his girlfriend on from their podcast and yeah. talked about it and yeah. stuff. It was pretty you good. Mean, you mean Podcatraz? Podcatraz, yes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, I was on Podcatraz. I remember that. That was a good one. Yeah, I, I loved that show. I was I actually oh. mailed in the rock to Fox like that whole campaign I mailed a rock. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> gonna I was gonna but I fell asleep that night. <laughs> but yeah, uh Aaron, I can't think of another show that yeah, that did, like, actually, actually built a show that actually mm-hmm. gets decent. I mean, cuz if you think about it, Talking Dead gets better ratings than some like, like quote unquote real TV shows. Yeah, it, does. Major it did. Yeah, yeah. It, does. it really does. I, I don't think his talking show is doing all that well though, ratings wise. Although it's a pretty yeah, decent show. I mean, it's not going to cost anybody anything, so it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, the studio's already built. Sure. It's already there. It's like well, yeah, you just you're just yeah, shooting and, a show, and, talking and, head show for, for thirty yeah, minutes, right. right? If it doesn't work yeah. out, you know, it's not like Hardwick doesn't have like you know ten years worth of podcasts. He's already been doing the same thing on anyway, so it's like he'll be fine if yeah, that doesn't true, work yeah. out. Oh, he's just fine. So, getting back to the show, Luciana finds Charlie hiding, and Charlie apologizes for killing Nick, but then suddenly runs off when Luciana gets distracted by a vulture. Which again, you know, I think she should have pulled the trigger, but that's just my opinion. I don't think she wants to kill. I agree with your opinion. Uh, Yeah. So Althea, we see her in the distance videotaping the battle. I guess that was her deal, right? She goes, I'll take you there, but I'm just going to watch. And she's really covering this like a war correspondent. You know, she's watching the battle take place. And she's kind of a neutral observer, so to speak, uh, hiding behind her, her SWAT van. Part of me gets her and understands that. But majority of my thinking is it's kind of a position to take oh, it is. to sit and watch this like that i mean it's not like you're a correspondent in an actual war where you don't have stakes in that war mm-hmm. this is life or death everywhere you go in this world now and for you to sit there and the only shooting you're doing is with your camera that's some chicken i would there. like to, i would like to posit that when we find out uh, her backstory uh, yeah read the reportage that that might become a little clearer as to why she's doing that I and am. If they, if and I, I agree. That, that, great. Well, yeah. In the in the moment, I agree. It's it's kind of a, a, a kind of a move or whatever. But I think you know what they've been alluding to with her backstory, as far as like you know they had those tapes marked the bog and her her truck or whatever, and like how she's been trying to like keep herself distanced from everyone. I think they're going to end up explaining that in her backstory. I I agree with what Jim is saying, and I but at the same time, but no, I agree with what Jim is saying, and because of this, currently. Much like how Craig has been really harsh on Jenna Elfman, I feel. <laughs> I think uh, Maggie Grace is more. She's capable of more, and I, I, I want to see it. That's all I'm I saying. Think, I think yeah. Maggie Grace has been limited by all this because she seems rather one note, where she just repeats mm. the same refrain over and over again. I I expect there to be more to fill out her character because that's how TV works. But right. for the time being, it's like, all right, I I get the note that you're playing. Meanwhile, like every other character's had, you know, a lot more to do. So it's like I hope there's more going on here to kind of get him out of the I'm not I'm not in this mode where that's the only thing he says. And the other thing about this too is I don't I'm not so mad at her for not jumping in because nobody's tell they're not telling her the whole story. And she knows that. They've already lied to her mm. how many times? And she called him out on that too a couple of times, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like I, I could see if she did it. She's more apt to help John and and Morgan because she kind of knows that that's you know that they're telling her what's going on. Like the, they, she knows what's 
with their side of it. But with the with with, with Luciana and 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 all and Elisa and and uh, Strand, they're just li- like they're lying. They're lying to her. They manipulated her. Like the woman they said was dead is alive. Why would she jump into this? And I don't think to... that they. I think they genuinely thought Jenna Elfman was dead. I don't think they were lying about that. I, but how would she know? But the, I'm coming at That's true. From, yeah, from I, yeah, you're right. She doesn't know because they've already lied to her previously. And then you see this woman come back out of nowhere and is all right. And it's like, I could see her not knowing how. Because when Morgan does say something to her, it snaps her out of it. He's like, you are a part of this. And, and it, she listens to him. But when it comes to the rest of them, I, I, I can see her not wanting to, to, to be a part of it. I mean, he uh, he physically side. he grabs the camera kind of and says, "Hey, you can't be yeah. a bystander right now." He urges her to stop he, filming. He splashed water on her. Yeah, he kinda, and so listen, like you got to save changed. John's life. John's going to die here. You got to put this thing down for a minute. And it was like she wasn't there. It was like right. It was a whole other person. It was like she got she was so caught up in the the news part of it, and I liked how she like it caught it. Like she's a good actress too to be able to play it because when he when he said that to her her face changed like she it was yeah. like she was seeing something else and then all of a sudden she she came back and and she and she agreed to to help this man you know let's let's get help for this man he's a good yep. man well, plus i think the way that she looks at the things to the camera kind of distance her from from it all and it's mm-hmm. kind of yep. her trying to take herself out of the situation in in a mm-hmm. superficial and you know non-helpful way or whatever but still it's, yeah. it's her it's like her shield from being actually part of it you know what i mean all right and this dude tried to save you twice that's why that's why he, he kind of woke her up yeah he's like hey listen john yeah. your friend john we got to help him he's dying we got to yeah. do something yeah. here yeah so this is different this is not like those guys over there that just want a vengeance this is this is like this guy tried to you know he, he was trying to help you too mm-hmm. yep so alicia corners naomi and john at gunpoint but then Al rides up just in time in the SWAT vehicle and aims her guns at Alicia. Yeah. The guns in the top of the of the vehicle. Alicia like the little villain in this though, the way she looks. She's just the dead ass. Oh, man. We, She's we, just... we, we we talked about this at the beginning. There's a there's a way you can interpret this, I think, if you kind of edit it differently, where they're completely the bad guys in all of this. Like they yeah. Are, oh, yeah. Oh, I, oh, yeah. They yeah. are. I totally think they are. I think somebody coming new, somebody coming new to. I'm sorry to walk on either, buddy. I, I think somebody coming new to the show who didn't know these characters from before, or just starting on the show now, might even look at them that way. You know, mm, the way yeah. it's been kind of put it, across. It is so weird how I like. It's almost like for people that did not like Fear the Walking Dead and complained about not liking these characters, it it feels like they said, "Well, why don't we play with that? Why don't we make them the bad guys?" Like, let's yeah. just do it. Let's just turn this around and make them the bad guys, and go from that direction. And and it played out very well for me. I think it. it I think it really worked. And that's something that um, also they asked Coleman last night. Like, are we going to find out what made these guys become so crazy and killers on the road and so feral? And they go, "It'll pay off next week." He's like, "I can't tell you anything, but it's going to pay off." I'm like, "All right." Huh. I mean, based We're, on this episode, it seems a little clear what happened. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It does. But this, I, I think Madison's fate is still. Yeah, that's. The, I don't think her fate is. I don't know. Yeah, we I still don't, don't know. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. No, I think. I think. I think she's dead. I think so too. Madison. Yeah, yeah. 
Nah, oh, I, I think, think so. I think she has a sick throne in the middle of all that. She just watches zombies walk all over the stadium <laughs> all day long. <laughs> Alicia so- a dance. <laughs> What she's in the Five. she's in the broadcast booth still she's yeah, hanging she, out. She activates different. Does parts she play of the, the organ? She, she plays, plays the organ. No, she, she plays into different parts of the audience. So the zombies walk this way, and then they walk that way, and then they walk the other way. What if she went completely nuts and she's doing that? That would be something. Now it's time for the baby elephant walk. Snapped. They start playing Thriller. And this is And they also doing the zombie dance right in the middle of the stadium. Perfect. Y'all ready for this? AFC, where we are available to write the rest of the season. We're waiting for our chat. Seriously, we've put some really good ideas forward. Speculation and I honestly have a theory. I have a theory that this is why Andrew Lincoln is leaving the show. Is because of of our jokes. No, because he because he listens to us and knows that this show could be better. So Andrew, (laughs) Andrew, if you're listening, so please come back, Mr. Clutterbuck. Mr. Clutterbuck. (laughs) Yeah, now listen. So he doesn't watch the show at all, right? You know that he never watches. He never has even seen an episode of The Walking Dead. But he I listens to us. But he listens to us. I was going to say, he listens to us, right? Okay, totally right. That sounds like fans of Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't watch the show. I don't watch the show. God, God, he'll say, gentlemen, do I really sound like that? Do I say together like that? Yeah. Yes, uh, Mr. Andrew, you, you do sound like that. Yes. <laughs> together. <laughs> But he does come off like one of those actors. He's like, I want no part of it. I don't. I want to finish. Yes. I don't think about it. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want, want it to alter my performance. You see, that's yeah. It, yeah. I don't. I don't even talk to the cast when I'm when I'm not working. I don't talk to anyone. I just. No, he's serious. You know. I, I I guess because yeah, he he said it. He goes. He doesn't want it to alter his perception of Rick. If he sees himself, it may throw him off. He says or something. And then he that's also. When I'm Rick. Right, and then when he's on the set, we all know this already. He keeps his accent when yeah. he's on the set, right? He doesn't drop yeah. it. Like he's, yeah, he's he's serious. I guess I don't know. I'm gonna miss. I don't know. To me, and maybe I'm just a little wrong on this, but to me, a well-trained and good actor should be able to criticize their own work and be able to step back from it at the same time. This is his method, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't Some know. actors the, are like this, whole, you know. The whole method acting thing, it's just, I mean, like the stories you hear with these people like Jared Leto and... Um, That's true, um, yeah. What's his name? Played Lincoln. Um, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, Day-Lewis. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. I, I honestly, I would be fired from a set right away because I would Ledger tell these sons bit. of bitches off with their nonsense and crazy whatever. It's like you're an actor. Act like it. Hmm. Wow. So, uh, back to our episode. Alicia has her hands up. She's not moving. She sees the guns are pointed at her. Morgan helps Naomi carry John inside the vehicle and urges Charlie to board if she wants to live. If you want to live, come with me. He doesn't say it like that, but um, it would be funny if he did. Charlie joins him. Well, I like how he said to her, "They will kill. Like enough is enough. Like they, they come with me." And she keeps talking about, "I got to see if my friend is okay." Enough. He's dead. Yeah, like, enough of these guys, come right? Come with me or else they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. So, so come with me. 
I mean, it's definitely a Morgan move, right? Life is all important. Save life. Yeah. He's definitely in this full yeah. East. Chuck your staff for some reason. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he kind of throws it aside. It's kind of like, oh, that was fun. Okay. <laughs> he's in full Eastman. Life is precious yeah. mode right now. He's yeah. not. There's he's no one of the Rangers. He's a Ranger. That's, he's a Ranger. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> what, what phase is the moon in currently? I feel like that's how he changes around. It's, you know, if it's I like just a, wish a happy medium or a half was, moon. Yeah, like, it's yeah. like he goes full East. He's in full Eastman right now. He's full cheesemaker mode right now. Yeah, on a new moon or a full moon, he's full on like let's kill it all. But, you know. <laughs> Maybe it's like the purge, right? He has to like purge himself once a season or something, right? He gets in a lot of his system, then he's fine. Oh yeah. All right, so Naomi instructs Al to drive to the stadium because that's where she – I mean, again, they question her because they go, wait a second, this place doesn't sound too great. From what we heard, it's all overrun. But she goes, nope, I set up the infirmary. I know it's good. Get there. we got to save this guy. In a flashback, a group of residents rebuilds the stadium garden. Douglas radios Madison via walkie and tells her they have a visitor. And here we see Charlie walking up to the main gate and asks Madison for help. Now – this is funny because Nick's the one that's like, hey, this is not kosher. Something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. But Madison's, you know, still thinking a little different here. Yeah. In the present, Charlie asks Morgan why he saved her even after she killed Nick. And Morgan says the fighting needs to stop. And his kind of more. Well, actually, he wasn't speaking Morganese. He was kind of speaking English. You know, he didn't quote some yeah. cryptic thing. He's like, no, it has to stop. Al asked Naomi what she did to Alicia's group. Charlie defends Naomi and claims responsibility for what happened to Alicia's group. She goes, no, it was my fault. And we still don't know what happened or what she did, but then we go back to the flashback. And in the flashback, Charlie takes Madison, Nick, Alicia, and Naomi to Mel, who is slumped over the driver's seat of a bus after getting into some kind of accident. So, again, we don't really know. And this is the cool part of the show. I kind of made note of this, that did they stage this accident? Did he crack his own ribs like... You know, you don't know what kind of long game these guys are playing. You yeah, have no that's what idea. I was thinking about. Right? It's well, like you still they, don't. Did, yeah. Is this all the game? Is this part of the? Is this part of the game to to kind of? Yeah. You know, take finish it off, finish them off, or whatever. Just to start the beginning of the end, right? This is the yeah. their their end game, right? This, to to infiltrate the stadium, but it seems like he legitimately got into a crash. Unless you guys disagree, but no, it's I think it's legit. It doesn't make sense necessarily why but okay i don't think you would have told her all the other things you told her if it had been a setup no yeah well, and when he goes to get up and she pops him in the in the in the rib and he legitimately He's, goes back down right yeah well it well, says yeah, that mel got into a hurt. fight with ennis so there was some kind of just dust up between the two brothers right that's just yeah that's charlie said well, they yeah. seem like stable people though i don't know they have a lot of problems with evil brothers on the show. Yeah, really. First the autos <laughs> and now this. Stuff. They love that stuff, man. They love to do the evil brothers. Mer- Mer- Merle and Daryl, yeah. Mm-hmm. They love it. Madison agrees to bring Mel to the stadium's infirmary, uh, despite Nick's concerns that it might be another trap. Again, Nick's the one kind of sounding the alarm here, which, you know, I guess he's right to a certain extent, but either way, they decide to take him in. In the present... Alicia, Strand, and Luciana predict that Naomi is heading for the stadium. Alicia sees Mel crawling on the ground, and this is great. He comes out of that burned-out ambulance yeah, and I demands like to know yeah. how long Naomi colluded with the vultures. She's like, how long? How long has she been with you? And Mel just doesn't answer. He's like, just sticking his arm out, like, please help me. And she just says, it doesn't matter. You know what? It doesn't even matter. And she just takes him out, kills him. And that's something, again, they were talking about. Talking, They were clear, like, 
he could have lived from that. They're saying if there wasn't walkers around, he probably could have crawled away from that. He wasn't dead. She murdered him. She she straight yeah. out killed him. Like it wasn't a mercy oh, yeah, kill. For sure. Yeah, it was. Oh no. <laughs> no, yeah, those are those were mercy eyes. You think she could have survived? <laughs> well, that's what it was. I didn't. It was ambiguous, right? Because he was crawling, and I'm like, okay, well, if you're crawling in this world, it's not exactly a good thing, right? In you're, the, in, in but the there world were burns. In the yeah, world of TV, you can completely live from that. The baby, if you if you're showing a guy crawling outside like that, there's you know you can do a season later he comes back with mechanical arms or whatever nonsense. You kill you shoot him in the head like that, he's or stab him in the face look like that. He's down like that's that that puts a definitive stamp on that one. Yeah, so it was she 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 put him down. In a flashback, Mel wakes up in the infirmary and warns Madison that Ennis is planning to destroy the stadium. Um. You know, he basically tells the truth. He goes, look, you know, they're not happy about the way that went down. He's going to round up all the walkers. He spelled out the whole plan, basically. Madison insists that she can handle Ennis. Ennis closes the door of a truck filled with the infected. You see him kind of loading up all his trucks. After scouting the area, Strand informs Madison that the vultures removed all the infected that they trapped in storage tanks. They went around collecting all the flags, right? So they added up the flags. I guess I didn't add up all the numbers. It was over over a thousand, right? Yeah. I mean, it was over yeah. over two thousand. It was over two thousand. Okay, I didn't sit. That was a cool up. scene when he just kept flipping the flags up, like right. the way it was shot, like from on yeah. high. I don't know. It yeah. was it was a cool. I mean, for something cool kind part. of mundane, it was actually well shot. Yeah, definitely. Nice well, it was another revelation, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Kind of the way that it, yeah, we get another piece of this big puzzle. Like it now, it's an. I was an ocean. Like it's just not those guys. You, you, we just thought it was those idiots yeah. in the bus, and now you know that it's a whole other thing. Like they—they're not ready for this. That's what Naomi means by "you got to go." Like we, like, and and what you call it, and and the guy in the uh, one of the vultures. Like you, you don't get it. Like you don't know how big this is. You're worried about us. No, we're the nice people. Like. Who are, you know the rest of the group that's coming? You got you got to go. Yeah. So I can't, the total, I can't, yeah, I can't wait to see which former star of Airbud they get to play the other leaders of that. Uh, I know right. that are coming after <laughs> the Airbud. The total indicates that Ennis is amassing a vast army of infected. So whatever the number is, it's huge. We know that. Um, I guess it really questions the philosophy of the vultures, right? Because the vultures to this point have been very passive. They've been just kind of, we're just waiting for you to fail and we'll pick, we'll pick as the far bones. As we know. And I no, guess Ennis... See, I, yeah. I think that that's Mel's play on it. I okay. think that well, he's their leader, brother, right? bad brother. Yes and no. I think that he's the face of them because he's got that certain charisma that, that gets them where they need to go. But right. I think basically it, he holds off his brother from doing whatever mm. to, to bring them down, no matter where they go, he holds him off and holds him off until he can't hold him off no more. And that, and then that's when it goes crazy. And I think that's why he, when he's constantly saying it's going to go bad, it's going to end terribly. It's going to this, it's not him, you know, it's, it's him telling the truth. It's not him just positing. He's, he's actually my, my, what he's not saying in the in that is my brother is going to lose it at some point and you're going to mm. be overrun. Interesting. Okay. So it's more than just this passive thing. He's seen Ennis do this before, perhaps, is what you're saying. He knows this is the MO of Ennis, and if right. you don't move out, we're going to take you out eventually kind of thing. He's warning them. Okay. Right. That's cool. 
And I'm guessing that the two brothers at one point made the deal instead of just going in and slaughtering people. Let me try to get them to leave or join us. Grill some wieners, have a few beers, camp out in the parking lot. <laughs> just wait a little while, yeah. you know. Let's see, savor the moment, Ennis. Then we'll then we'll then we'll kill them all. Kill them all. In the infirmary, Mel obtains a knife and orders Naomi to bring him to Charlie. She, I guess he just takes a knife from her belt or something like that. But she, does, she doesn't seem phased by that. She just puts him back in the handcuffs that he slipped out of for a minute or whatever. He busted the bed. Um, Naomi punches him in the ribs, snatches the knife back. Mel urges her to flee the stadium and invites her to leave with him and Charlie. It didn't take much to convince her anyway. She's been trying to leave since, since Jump Street. So it's not like it's going to take much, but after he calmly explains, again, we're coming, we're coming in force, this place is not safe, it's not safe, you're not safe, you gotta go, it finally starts ringing around in her head, and here we go again. You just gave me the thought of like this weird spinoff where like Morgan and John like pretend to be teenagers in high school for like some kind of oh. detective mission. Twenty one jumps. They play Keep high school the students, even though, even though they're 25 years old, they play like high school students. Okay, got it. Yeah, and they're I, like 40 years it. old. And I'd watch it. Peter DeLuise. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp. That's a, that's a good one, man. I mean, but that'll be the closing music. I can do that too. Disco Inferno, 21 Jump Street. That's a good one. Jump Street theme. <laughs> All right. Madison breaks down the dugout shelter to free up lumber. Again, this is very symbolic, right? She was spent all season building this darn thing. First it was for Charlie, and then it was for Naomi trying to build this bedroom or whatever off the dugout, which I don't understand. A stadium like this, there seems to be plenty of interior space. But all right, never mind. She's building this stupid thing off the, off the dugout. Now she has to take it apart because she needs the lumber to reinforce the wall. Okay. Naomi urges her to flee, and she's like, look, I got I got to go. I got to go. Uh, this is not good. Uh, you, we all should go. Madison, you got to go. This is not going to end well. But Madison argues that this is what the vultures want them to do. She goes, "This is what they just want to get in your head. They want to get you scared. Don't worry about it. She's, just, she's, not, she's not too concerned about it. Madison then confronts Mel about turning Naomi against her and basically agrees to let him but not Charlie go. She goes, all right, you're, you're, you're done. You're out. You're messing with my people. I'm taking you gone, but Charlie's staying. Madison brings Mel to the gate and gives him the supply-laden truck, the infamous uh, Range Rover. Mel be- begs Madison to let him bring Charlie, but Madison forces him to leave at gunpoint. What if Charlie's the mastermind the whole time? <laughs> that would at least explain it, because I keep thinking, so this is what's kind of getting me, You're going and part of me this. is just like, be okay. patient. <laughs> you know, this this should reveal but i don't get why she shot nick at this point like at first i'm like okay maybe maybe nick is responsible for getting mel killed it's like okay well no now we know we know that mel survived after nick was dead so that's not the case i thought it was because nick had just killed her other friend well ennis says he raised her right isn't ennis ennis was more of a protector than than um mel was so because Nick killed Ennis in that silo or whatever, or that storage unit or whatever the hell it was, that's why she killed him in retribution for that. Wasn't that what it was? I mean, yeah, at least was, that's what was, I thought. Yeah, it was like a re- it seemed like a reaction to like, mm-hmm. oh, this person did a horrible thing to one of my things. I got to kind of, you know, do something. I'm nervous. Gun. Shoot. Ah, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's I think that's what it boils down to. I mean, there might be some more things we see in, I guess, the next episode. But I, I don't I don't know what else there really is to kind of delve deeper into that one. I don't know. I just it just doesn't ring true for me that she would given all the good that he 
tried to do for her and and all the things that you know he 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 tried to do with her for her to react i don't know it just her being a criminal mastermind is higher on the books as far as things that are logical (laughs) no i mean if well yeah (laughs) thank you criminal mastermind so my theory (laughs) um nick suggests to madison that she may have made the wrong decision to send mel out to die so for some reason they just think it's a bad idea which well whatever alicia nick and luciana inform charlie that they sent mel away Charlie checks in with Mel via walkie and then loses reception. So it's like they, they found out that he's, he's driving, but they left the walkie-talkie on on the, on the chair next to him on the seat. So they radio him, but he's just coughing. Like he can't, you can tell he's there, but he's just coughing. Right? He can't talk <laughs> across the across the radio. Charlie beg, begs Nick and Alicia and Luciana to help him. So Alicia and Nick leave the stadium. Again, Strand tries to stop them, and then eventually he kind of relents. Um, Basically, they leave the stadium to find Mel without informing Madison. Ennis and the vultures drive a convoy of trucks containing hundreds of infected, so we see the convoy coming. Naomi informs Madison that she has prepared the infirmary for Ennis, Ennis's immediate, imminent attack. So she is staying, after all, and the infirmary is ready to go. Nick and Alicia spot Mel's Land Rover on the side of the road. They put Mel in the in the back seat and inform Strand via walkie that they are bringing Mel back to the stadium. But suddenly they hear the convoy coming, so Nick's pretty quick. He t- turns their headlights off so they're not to be seen in that little off the ro- uh, spot off the road. And they just see the whole convoy heading toward the stadium and warn Strand that the vultures are coming. Strand asks Cole to alert Madison that the convoy is coming as well. And while back at the stadium, Strand and Madison see an ice cream truck drive up to the stadium gate. And it's just one truck. We don't see the whole convoy yet. Just one single truck. And he is leaving behind a trail of oil or diesel or something or gasoline, whatever that's coming out of the the tail of the truck there. Which, again, they do nothing. They don't respond at this point. They're just standing there watching this whole thing go down, right? Exactly. Which is... And you know you knew a, you know an attack is coming. What? What, what are you doing? Right. You know I, they're coming. He's laying oil at your front door. What are you doing? Like, why are you just standing there? Why don't you shoot the driver? Something, right? Like, you know, blow that ice cream truck off the face of the planet. Like, I don't know. I just don't get it, right? Alicia and Nick arrive at the stadium and stop in the parking lot because the convoy arrives moments later. Ennis and the vultures open the trucks and release the infected. A Which massive is also herd. where they yes. should have started opening up and firing everything they had <laughs> as those trucks backed up before they got them open. Because come on, they Shoot had the, the flag. Right? Yeah, they right. had the flags. They knew what the the <laughs> tactic was going to be. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, they supposedly had some firepower, right? I and mean, that's what Madison kept saying. But a whole bunch, right? A whole bunch of firepower. Where to where go? So a massive herd makes its way toward the stadium gates. Madison tells Nick and Alicia via walkie that she's going to open the gates for them, but then a herd surrounds the Land Rover. A vulture then lights the trail of oil, so the whole plan is coming to fruition, so that attracts the walkers towards the stadium. Pretty smart tactic. Strand notices that the infected are covered in oil, which will start a fire if they get close. So it's, they're covered in oil, and they're going towards a fire. This is not a good, this is not a good thing. Madison orders someone to get the irrigation truck and then runs Ugh. toward the gate to help Nick and Alicia. <laughs> yeah, this is where it gets a little crazy. Strand You're not going to put Luciana out an oil fire with water. Yeah, that's Mister. you know that, right? Come on. Listen to the firemen. That's right. What, what, so what do you need? What, what do you need? Like, like uh, the foamy you, stuff that they use on the airplanes, like you, jet stuff like that? 
you need you need foam or a shit load of water. Like we're talking ten times what would be in that. I mean, for now, <laughs> let me back up. I mean, they didn't really spill that much much oil, right. but in order to displace it and to truly put it out, you would need a ton of water. But okay, yeah, more than that. Steam irrigation had, truck. Yeah, yeah, not enough. And if you had at, enough. If you had foam, it'd be they're at a stadium. They could have plenty of foam fingers lying around. They can like- <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of foam, Aaron. Sorry. They, yeah. they do better to get the to get the <laughs> to get the tractor and just you know use the, them the front out. Oh, like dirt or something, just earth and yeah, just cover yeah. up. The- That's interesting. Exactly. Foam fingers. <laughs> use the use the rotten turnips. They can throw that on the pile. <laughs> so Madison orders Douglas to open the gate. Douglas insists they first extinguish the fire, but Strand orders Douglas to obey. He says, hey, you better listen, to, better listen to Madison. Over the walkie, Alicia apologizes to Madison for going after Mel. In the present, Al's group arrives at the stadium inside the SWAT vehicle. Naomi explains that the vultures never looted the stadium infirmary because Ennis didn't dare go inside after the stadium fell. So again, she knew she was there through this whole thing. She knew that her infirmary, or she knows she's that her infirmary is still intact. Al plows through the stadium gates. Pretty cool, actually. You know, a little action scene there with the car. In I like the, that. Yes, as, as the dust clears, Naomi, Al, and Morgan see that the stadium is filled with char infected, charred infected, burned walkers. One heck of a barbecue. Yes. Come, come by this week for its burned walker night. Everybody who comes to see the game gets a free burned up walker. Is that like uh, the burnt ends? Home with them. Right. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, bat night or, uh, you know, free t-shirt nights. Free, free burnt walker night. Free nights. burnt walker yeah. night. Uh, Rally zombies. <laughs> so the infected swarm around the SWAT vehicle. And that's how the episode ends. So I dug, I dug that reveal of the smoke. I like how they did that. I thought that was yeah. really well done. That takes me back. So that's one of the things that bugged me in the beginning that I didn't that I didn't mention it. So they're all pinned down, right? And they show up in these vehicles. Strand is sitting there with like six grenades on his chest. I'm on like, his vest. Yeah. yeah. Why the hell didn't he just pull one of those off and just blow the whole lot of them up? Like I, I, uh, that that bugged me. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. There's a lot of tactical errors that, that our group made. Maybe that shows. We, we talked about this all season, right? That shows their lack of experience versus the other group that we're familiar with. Like they, they make this right so there. Like still, right there. Know, How much experience do you need to know that a dozen or so trucks full of walkers backing up is not a good thing? Yeah, like don't Open just sit there and wait for fire. it to happen. Do something. Do something. Yeah, and I didn't right? get the whole yeah. Nick and Alicia thing. Why they as soon as they saw that horde coming behind him why they didn't just haul ass out of there like i i didn't get that it's like oh now we can't move we can't mow them over i'm like what that didn't make any sense either you're right they did i mean yes they did surround the vehicle but put the thing in drive and floor it i mean you can get past a couple of three deep well, but right the, but i they mean they knew they were coming before that like it wasn't right, they were like just parked they there right they were just sitting there for a while right yeah, in the parking yeah. lot you're right that's a good call yeah what the hell are they doing you're right it makes no sense so that was a little strange that, that definitely knocked it a few few little little points away in my book. I agree. That was some tactical mistakes that they made. But it did show how, really, we see how it's going to end at the stadium. I mean, this is the only way they really did it. But we'll see. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen next week. So before we get to our Buster, excuse me, our Toby ratings, quick word from our sponsor. PCBService.com is our sponsor. Friends, Romans, countrymen, and uh, all uh, undecideds out there. Do you have geeky people in your life, including yourself, who you'd like to buy a lot of cool geeky stuff for? 
Well, then you should go to DCBService.com because they have all the cool geeky stuff you could possibly need, want, and or house within your home at discount prices, 30, 40, 50, even 60% off. Do you kids like the Deadpool? I hear the Deadpool is very popular with the young people right now. (laughs) They have all kinds of Deadpool merch. I'm looking at a really sweet Deadpool backpack here. 50% 50% off, normally $49.99, now $24.99. A Chewbacca cookie jar, which I'm going to put on my personal birthday list. A ceramic Chewbacca's head full of cookies. What could be better than that? 25% off. It's normally $75, going for $57 right now. Um, if you're looking to get into The Walking Dead, get caught up on the comics while we're in the off season. This would be a great time to do it, and they have many ways for you to do it. You can get it in single issues. You can get them in omnibuy form, in big compilation form, in compendium form, in hardbound versions, in softbound versions. And these are all 30, 40, 50, even 60% off. You can take a whole day pretty much just going through all their specials as I am right now. I'm really kind of interested in this um, this new uh, um, Charlie's Angels comic. Which is really weird. They're bringing back pretty much every franchise uh, in comics. Oh, wow. It's kind of cool. Um, is the Roseanne comic coming? Is that out? Is that out? <laughs> too, too soon? Yeah, you have to, you have to crowd, you'll have to crowdfund that one. Okay. I do know that my, my daughter is really into the DC Superhero Girls, and they have the new Search for Atlantis trade paperback. Also 50% off, normally $10 and 5% off. Uh, they have a whole bunch of the DC and uh, Marvel uh, specials every single month. Indie uh, um, specials as well. And not only comics, they have clothing, they have action figures, they have collectibles, they have statues. Uh, all kinds of great stuff there. All at really, really great prices. And uh, They'll take care of you in a way that a giant uh, big box store like Amazon probably cannot even possibly do because they have one of the best customer service groups uh, ever. around ever. I mean, if you have any problem, I know I know we've all ordered from them and we've all, all gotten great stuff from them. And uh, if there's ever a problem, they'll make it right immediately, uh, if not sooner. Even if you buy digital comics, 5% of your purchases at Comixology go back. Uh, can can be taken as uh, DCB service uh, credit. So you can do that as well. Uh, the current pre-order month is June. So if you go through the uh, previews catalog, uh, available online, and or you just go right to their website, dcbservice.com or instocktrades.com, and take a look for yourself at all the great stuff they have and all the great prices they have it for. Um, uh, this I'm looking at a really sweet cloak and dagger statue. I know the TV show is about to drop on uh, Freeform. Uh, that's going for 35% off, only $33.75. Uh, John Wick, really sweet John Wick statue. Oh, yeah. Um, looking incredibly badass, as, as you would think. Also uh, 25% off. Uh, Jester Jack Skellington, 30% off. Get ready for Christmas early. Get those gifts in for, val- for, uh, for uh, graduations and for birthdays, uh, all kinds of stuff. This is the best place you're going to find it, the best prices and the best selection and the best people to order from. Uh, DCBService.com, also InStockTrades.com or my, MyDigitalComics.com. Any of those places will get you there and you can see for yourself what great uh, deals they have. And Please do co- so. And oh, coincidentally, damn. I just, while we you were doing this commercial, got my email from them with my tracking number for my May order. I wanted to tell, I wanted, I wanted to tell you, Chubb, Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons is available for fifty percent off. The crossover oh. you've been waiting for, sir. I well, is that in the June orders? I'm looking at it right now. It's in, I, I suppose it's in the June orders. It is fifty percent off, only a dollar ninety nine. 
Because so i got to do my June order yet. So. Yeah, so uh, as I said, DCBService.com has been our, our sponsor and patron since the beginning, and we really appreciate their support. And please check them out. Excellent. Thank you, Jim, for discussing our wonderful sponsor. Keeps us available to you guys. All right, let's talk about our Toby ratings. Aaron, we'll start with you, buddy. Um, I mean, like, I like this episode. I've been liking this season the whole time. It's hard for me to be like, I, I don't know how to go lower than like four. Honestly, it's like, it's, I had a good time. Like, I've, I've so been taking this season in stride as far as like, wow, they, they've got their stuff together and just consistently deliver episodes that I'm engaged in watching characters I want to either learn more about because I'm focused on what they're you know what's going on or I already know enough about them and I'm excited to see more you know minor quips here and minor uh, issues here or there but nothing like major that really makes me take it down drastically by any means I was entertained the entire time I like the action that was on display I like where things are ramping up to I mean so yeah four four Tobies okay good Richard yeah i'm kind of in the same predicament of you know there was a lot that i really questioned in this episode you know some choices that were made both you know as characters and just for the show in general but i did have fun i did love it and i have to agree definitely for toby's it's 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 probably the not necessarily the worst episode of this season so far, but it's the weakest written, I think. But even with that, it's still a four. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know when the last time was that we on this show actually spent so much time speculating and guessing and coming <laughs> up with wild theories. It's kind of fun. Like we have yeah. this, this first half of the season, and the fact that we're still doing that says they're doing something right. So... Four Tobies. All right, good. Uh, Daryl, you okay over there? You're huffing and puffing. You okay, buddy? Um, I, yeah, I had to move. He's got murder shed. Murder shed. He's trying. He's trying out his new wicked vape rig <laughs> over there. <Body. laughs> <laughs> can't have these bodies getting out of here. Got to, got to keep them locked in. <laughs> Just imagine you with like a little leather. Overalls on right now, like the hostile, the hostile uniform. Damn, on, right? I need another slit. So I can <laughs> those, Bloom House so. presents Murder Shed. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> All right, uh, Russell, how about you, buddy? <laughs> uh, I'll give it a three seven five. I think this was a, a bit of a dip, just for just for the couple things that just really kind of bugged me. But but again, it, it's been really solid. I've been a, a huge fan of the season. Uh, I think. The action has been has been stellar. I think the direction has been really good, um, and yeah, I'm excited to see what the uh, midseason f- break uh, has in store. Okay, thank you, Mr. Murdershed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm so hyped just to get the whole story of what happened in this. <laughs> that these with these vultures. I really, really want to know. I it, it's they've done a good job of of like building it up. Um, and, and giving you little little clues here and there without it being, you know, without you feeling like you're losing something or you're getting, or they're not going to pay off or, you know, or they're trying to be cute about it. Like they're trying to try <laughs> to be smarter than the audience. It just, uh, it comes off as very entertaining. The, I, I would give it a four, but the lack of John in it <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Made it go down just a touch to three and a half. 
but it was still really good. I still enjoyed it. Okay. I got a lobby, Daryl. At least give it 3.75. Come on. You don't tell me what to do. <laughs> shit. Hey, that's how you the murder shed, dude. Murder I shed. thought we were shit. together. I'll find you. <laughs> you don't change my score. I will find you wherever you go. I will find you, and I will kill you. It's not that hard to find him. He's in Seattle, right? It's like <laughs> I know. Right? Mr. Deets, the all the smoke coming out of it. <laughs> oh Jesus, Mr. Deets, <laughs> I give it a solid four. I liked it. Uh, minor quibbles aside, here and there, it's been a very strong season, and this was no exception. I give it four dead Alicia eyes. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like so, that. Yeah, she's got those right. dead icy blue eyes that going on, right? She's a super villain, man. She is. She is. All right, I'll um. It was the shootout was great. I have to give it a mm-hmm. lot of props for that. It really was well shot, well directed. Just the whole episode was paced really well. They just made a few mistakes, I think, towards the end with that tactical faux pas they made at the stadium. I think that was a stupid move. They've been they've been so tight this season to make a really dumb. We're gonna go out and chase somebody again that left. It's like we've seen this trope how many times? Somebody walked away from the group. Let's go find him. Let's bring him back. Bring her back. They get stuck. It's like all right, here we go again. And they didn't handle the the attack very well. They should have had at least some counter, you know, attack stuff. Something some some even some spikes in the road. Something to stop this convoy from coming. Right, but they had nothing. They're just sitting there like sitting ducks waiting for the group to come. So it really was convoy. like yeah. It was higher, but I brought, I'll, I'll settle for a 4.0. I think that's a very fair score, but it should have been higher than that. So, But who cares what we have to say? We have an amazing Facebook group. Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we have an amazing Facebook group. They they have their own Toby ratings as well, and you get to have them read by the one and only Jim Dietz. So if you want to be part of the fun, go to Facebook, type in the Walking Dead TV podcast. You hit Join Group. We get you in real quick, and you can every week leave your Toby ratings for Fear of the Walking Dead or, as I said earlier, Buster ratings. I'm getting ahead of myself for The Walking Dead. And you get to, again, have them read by Mr. Jim Dietz, which is a true treat. So, Jim, oh, would you do the honors? You. What's uh, What did our Facebook uh, fans uh, have to say? Really overselling my voice, but thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say there in the Facebook group you can catch your news. You can uh, catch links to uh, Aaron's reviews on We Live Entertainment, including The Americans, which... Just wrapped up, and coincidentally enough, we covered on a podcast of its own called uh, Dos Vidania with uh, Mr. Russ and Mr. Aaron and myself. And Prost. See- Prost. And you can see a great picture of uh, Craig's kit car there as oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> that was a cool uh, convention. Uh, I was at uh, MazaCon this weekend, so a lot of fun. I actually have some videos and stuff. I'll put up a couple more. But uh, and- good, good cosplay, good, good convention. And uh, I was Kit, Kit and I had a good time, so it was good. Plus, plus live footage of from the murder shed from Daryl. <laughs> so. That's true. We just See what, what we're talking that's, about. That's it's right. Not, not just hype. Not just. It hype. does exist. Yes, it really is there. <laughs> Hashtag. Pray, pray that you never see the inside of the murder shed. <laughs> I was in that Atlanta sun too. It was hot. Isn't that that Geico commercial where it's like you know it's what it's what you do right? If teenagers are in the shed and the guy's walking over, it's like that's why I think no. your murder shed looks like all well, the meat hooks hanging down from the. Yeah, that's what you do. Right, that's what you do. Yeah, if you have a chance, what you do. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, uh, 
as as my accomplice Craig said, every week we invite our uh, Facebook members to give their ratings and Toby ratings for the Fear of the Walking Dead. And we're going to start this week off with Johnny Stower. Uh, four, why the hell did Morgan chuck his stick out of five? Uh, the dumbass Alicia, hey, I shoot and duck and you shoot and duck and I shoot back and duck. Hey, maybe Alicia's a Gears of War fan. You don't know. Uh, I'm done with the flashbacks. Hopefully they stop after the break. Let's answer the medicine, Madison question next week. She dead or a long con going on? Uh, I'm sorry, I just have to say this with all the BS going on in the main show. Why can't AMC just keep their mouths shut about people leaving the show? Think of Nick this year. Total shocker. I feel like I and others from here will be on the watch for it. Major bummer, I don't give a bleep what you all think. Many emojis. I really think I, it has to do with Chandler Riggs. Uh, Andrew Lincoln was really like a surrogate father to him in real life. Anyway, so far, Fear is fire this season and last. Mm. Really worried about uh, The Walking Dead with Daryl as the lead. Just had to comment on it. Thanks for the Americans podcast recap. That's a damn great show. Check it out. Thanks, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. a good show. Yeah. It, was a, it was a good show. Absolutely. It was a good show, yes. And it ended very well, too. Uh, Michael Santana, three unused frag grenades still in Strand's <laughs> possession out of, out of five. Uh, some ridiculous choices made this week. Hey, let's just wait until the vultures get everything set up. Nice before we do anything to react, okay? You already knew what they are going to do. You watched them set it up. Hope next week makes up for it. Uh, Richard, Chopper Cherry Charrington, 3.75 baseball stadiums filled with torch zombies out of five. Mm -hmm. Another good episode this week. It has been a solid, uh, good solid season so far. How many like me are screaming, though, at the TV to just take the vultures out every time they pull up on front of, outside of the stadium? Yeah. I'm with you, Richard. Absolutely. Uh, I've been saying that for a few episodes now. Uh, DeRay Irvin came in. You know what? Five Tobies. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode, and despite the few things I could have done without, Strand's conversations with Madison are just so lame and repetitive. It was still a beautifully done episode. I think the mid-season finale will be wonderful. When Madison is killed and John Dory's life is saved by his true love. Uh, oh, spoilers, DeRay. Plus, all those uh, stadium walkers should make for some pretty gross action scenes. Mm -hmm. uh, Tammy Heisley chimed in with five Tobies as well. Uh, David Bue the third three burned out on helicopter parent Maddie's out of five. I like. I see what you did there, David. Uh, I, I like the path of the story, not just the just not the telling of the story. It was good seeing how the fall of the stadium turned out, but not the way Maddie explained her reasoning for staying, nor how the writing led Alicia to an easy kill shot, but left her leaving Naomi in the good hands of our parent character. This could have been uh, written a little bit better for a higher Toby. Rest in peace, Toby. Is he dead? We we're hoping he's alive. I mean. That's the whole point of Toby's, right? Oh, if, if there's one character I want to see come back more than Rick, it's going to be Toby. That's for sure. <laughs> that's know? it. Lincoln Castellano have... is his name, right? Lincoln Castellanos or something? Yes. I believe yeah. it's Lincoln Cl uh, Clutterbuck. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Clutterbuck Castellanos. Okay, that's it. Yeah. The, the sorting hat sent him to Clutterbuck. Um, <laughs> David also asked, uh, added, still the best season of either show in three years. Okay, now sit back, because Yukiyoshi Sawada is uh, about to chime in. Uh, I'm sure I missed the podcast to get a shout-out, but here's my Toby, uh, Toby ranking. 3.8, goddammit, Madison, out of 5. I, whoever thought, all right, 1, whoever thought about the vulture schism, good call. 2, my math skills are child-level, but I know the diamond cannot withstand all those walkers. 3, Madison is a bad leader. She would let the world burn just to keep her adult children safe. Rick would do what it takes to keep his kids safe, but he knows the community as a whole is more important <laughs> than the two kids. 
This is together. Between the Grimes Empire and the Clark Settlement. That's a good call. Uh, four, Madison is so set that they can hold the diamond because deep down her instincts are telling her that it's the wrong call and running is the way to survive this attack. Uh, five, Mel can't even drive but refuses to go back because he'll die at the diamond while he'll die out there too and his condition might as well die in a comfortable bed. Hmm. Number six, and this is all in caps, but I'm not going to scream it. Why are they standing there watching? The trucks are on the way up to exactly. the tires. Aim for the windshield. Try not to get them. let them get too close to the diamond. Uh-huh. Seven, they are still just standing there while they're releasing the walkers. Shoot them while they're out. You have the high ground. They're wide open. Don't just watch, for God's sakes. Kampai. 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 Excellent. Yeah. And again, if you'd like to join the uh, the Facebook group, you too can sound off on every episode of Fear of the Walking Dead until the uh, season runs out here this summer. Uh, it's on the it's on the Facebook, which I hear is very popular with the kids. Just look up the Walking Dead TV podcast, and you will find us. Excellent. And I have to say that Yukiyoshi is now my spirit animal. <laughs> Kanpai. Kanpai. <laughs> So he's senpai. He's he's your senpai now. He's your senpai. <laughs> awesome. So with that, so how that works. Awesome. Excellent. Thanks for the comments, Jim. Thanks for reading them as always, guys. Any final thoughts on this episode? I think we've said a lot, and uh, we definitely. I think next week's going to wrap up very nicely. I think. It's, I just wanted. I, I, I wanted to mention anyway. really quick to all of our zombie heads out there. There's going to be a big zombie con at Monroeville Mall this weekend um, here in the Pittsburgh area. Excellent. It's same, I'm jealous. It's the same mall where they shot the original Dawn of the Dead, uh, uh, the George Romero version. Um, Tony Todd is going to be there. A lot of the ca- uh, surviving cast members from the original Dawn of the Dead are going to be there. Cool. Tom Savini is going to be there. Greg Nicotero is going to be there. Oh. Uh, it's going to be a big zombie fest. Uh, they have one every year in Pittsburgh. And this year, they're actually having it at Monroeville Mall as opposed to a local convention center or whatever. So that is going to be extra cool. Uh, they're going to be doing a tour with the cast um, uh, you know, from spot location to location in the mall. Uh, they're going to be having you know, uh, workshops for... Um, uh, zombie makeup. They're going to have Q and A's with a lot of the, the stars. It's going to be a really uh, awesome. There's going to be a George Romero retrospective of films. Uh, it's going to be a cool, cool event. If you're in the Pittsburgh area or anywhere near there, by all means, uh, look up Monroeville Mall uh, Zombie Fest, and you should sh- you should show up. I will definitely be there. And if you see a big tall guy uh, wearing a Dawn of the Dead T-shirt, that'll probably be me. Come up and say hi. What if I say Candyman, Candyman, Candyman? Then what happens? Then Tony Todd, then Tony Todd will uh, sign your autograph, his oh, autograph okay. something for you. He's a very nice dude. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Will Ken Foree be there? I think Ken Foree is going to be there. I'll, I'll bring it up right now. Um, as if as if I'm going to make my way to Pennsylvania, but it still sounds awesome. Since I saw the news of that thing, I was like, oh, God, I want to go. See, if I were still living in Michigan, it's just it would have been a three and a half, four hour drive. But. Yeah, but Chubbs, right now the sun's still up, so you got that going for you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, um, Tom Tom Savini, uh, uh, Scott Reniger. Oh, Savini's gonna be there. Okay. Yeah, uh, Scott Reniger from uh, Dawn of the Dead Night Riders, Galen Ross, Ken Foree, Greg Nicotero are going to be there. Uh, Jeannie Jeffries, Marty Shift. Uh, Trudy Gray, all these, all these uh, people who played zombies in the original Dawn of the Dead. It's called the Living Dead Weekend, also uh, on Monroeville Zombie Fest. So, cool. um, there's gonna be an Evil Dead Workshed, <laughs> Murder Shed. Oh, what'd you say? I'm sorry. What, oh, work, work Shed. Oh, Work Shed. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Li- Living Dead Museum and Gift Shop will be open. 
Uh, I think that's there in the time, uh, the Amok Time uh, toy store. Uh, if you go to uh, livingdeadweekend.com, uh, that has all your information, June 9th through the 10th. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to be down, probably on the 9th. Uh, I, I actually know Tom Savini a little bit, uh, so I, I definitely want to go down and say hi to him. At least you got to walk up to him and say, Sex Machine! At least one. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any Walking Dead uh, characters or actors, I should say? Just uh, Greg, Greg Nicotero. Uh, I, I meant, okay, I meant like the actors. All right, that's it. No, no, no. But I t- yeah, Greg Nicotero. I'll be gotcha. Nick, Nicotero has played a zombie twice in the show, so technically he's a, an actor. It's true. Yeah, he did. He did. All right, guys. Um, I have two things. Yeah, go ahead. Real quick. One, uh, leave us an iTunes review. We have a pretty active Facebook community. And uh, if half of you folks would be so kind as to leave an iTunes review, that would help out. We, we seem to have lost a review. I don't know. I asked Craig to clean up around here and, uh, and all his cleaning. He, he lost a review. So. I lost an iTunes review somehow, right? It yeah. So we need to, we need to make up for the lost iTunes review. Um, <laughs> but no, if you would be so kind as to leave us an iTunes review. And you never know when there might be a random prize that we might uh, come up with to, uh, to send out to somebody for, for leaving an iTunes review. There's... There's stuff in the closets that we have laying around here that that uh, we might clear out. So so do that. Uh, and the other thing is, I mentioned State of Decay two. If any <laughs> if anybody's playing that, I might put a po- try and put a, f- a post on the Facebook page um, about State of Decay two. If anybody's playing, maybe we can try and uh, organize a multiplayer session or get together or something like that. I am like s- oddly obsessed with this game. Um, it's a zombie survival horror type game. Uh, it's very well done, uh, very very addictive. Um, so if anybody out there, is, it's an Xbox exclusive. So if anybody uh, has an Xbox One uh, and is playing it, uh, I'd be curious to see what you guys think. And if anybody, uh, if if like I said, if we could maybe arrange a, a little group meetup or something where we can play some multiplayer, that'd be that'd cool. be great. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that uh, I've heard it referred to um, uh, not the Sims but the Grims, uh, yeah, <laughs> because it's. Uh, that kind of simulation where you have to keep everything to get together. Yeah, it's, uh, you have to manage it. all these, you know, food, fuel, you know, resources, all this kind of stuff. People get pissed off and start fighting each other, and it, it's kind of like you know, you have your main base, and then you go out on runs for to gather resources and you know, expand, create more bases and and things like that. And uh, you can only carry so much, so it's inventory management and all this other stuff. And it, it's funny, I, I kind of. I messed up my back um, Saturday morning, so I was kind of laid up Saturday, and I, li- I I literally played it for like eight and a half hours on Saturday. It was it was kind of ridiculous, but it's just one of those games where you're like, okay, I'll just make one more run for supplies, one more run, and then I'm done. And then it's like four hours later, and I'm like, just just one more run. Like I, I'm I'm almost I'm almost close to you know uh, changing the balance of the game here. Just one more run, and then it's like two hours later, and you're just like, oh my god, what am I doing with my life? Gotcha. It's called, video, it's called video games, buddy. You're, you're, you're living your best life. Time, time just flies, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So just to just to kind of close it out, I mean, uh, we have one more episode of Fear the Walking Dead, then we kind of go on hiatus for a while. But we're planning some special stuff. Uh, you're still going to be able to hear from us. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But um, Aaron, what? Where can our listeners hear you and read your your great uh, reviews of movies and TV shows and all that kind of stuff when we're not talking uh, zombies? I'm- 
I'm all over the place. Um, I got to say, I'm going to unfortunately miss the season finale, uh, or not the, the the recording next week. Uh, oh. unless my schedule changes, which I'm slightly upset about just looking at my calendar thinking, oh, no, I can't talk about the finale. If well, I can, can make time, I will. And, you know, Jim can read I, it or I, I can read it. We'll, we'll figure I'll it out. For, yeah. I'll for sure mail something in if I can't make it or even record something and just send it in to you guys because I'd love to talk about what happens at the, the end of this midseason. But, so, so uh, you're saying you'll phone it in? Yeah, exactly. Uh, for the for the uh, for the time being, actually, uh, actually can, could you do it over the phone? That would actually sound better. Like, can you can you like pick up the phone and call us, and we'll record it that way. That would actually be funnier. I, I can try that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, for the for the time being, you can find all my written reviews over at We Live Entertainment. I've been covering a lot um, recently. I was covering the Americans. I was covering Atlanta. I'll be covering Preacher when it starts up in a couple weeks. Um, all my written movie reviews are there as well. You can find me chatting with my friend Abe and other guests on our podcast Out Now with Aaron and Abe, where we talk about the weekly movie reviews. We um, recently took a we had a bonus episode that covered a lot of kind of recent things for this week's show. But we also talked about the Western genre, which was a lot of fun, and we'll hopefully open the door for more episodes like that in the future. Um, what else? You can also find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. And with that, I gotta step out, guys. But uh, glad talking. It's good talking to you and everybody. We will uh, see I, you in the late summer then, for when uh, we start this back up. So uh, for sure, later. It's good. Yep. Thanks, Aaron. Cool, guys. Be good, buddy. Later. Richard, how about you? Um. Well, uh, when you're not listening to me on here, you can hear me on the DC TV podcast with Jim and Daryl and our friend Jerry. Uh, we're getting ready to record a new episode soon. And uh, you can reach me on all the uh, the socials at chubtoad zero one. And what's the email address again for people that don't want to Facebook in? You usually go with what is it? Um, WDTV uh, at hhwlod.com. Thank you. Appreciate that, Russ. How about you? Uh, just hhwlod.com. Just uh, keep an eye out here for all the goings on. Excellent, Mr. Taylor. Hey, uh, you can uh, check out the feed, the Taylor Network, on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher Radio. Um, and there are a bunch of podcasts on there, uh, some with Jim. Uh, look for a new one, hopefully, at the end of the month. We'll have Craig on there. Oh, yeah. And a, and a few others. Jim, I think Russ is in. Jim, so we're going to convince know. Richard, too. Okay, so 90% of this group is going to be in on the special podcast. And what, what are we calling it? All right, and, uh, what did we say we were going to do? The Great Council? That's yep. what we said we were going to call it? Yeah, that's so it. So look for that on the feed. We're going to be talking about the, you know, the Babylon 5 the TV show. We're gonna, gonna I have an idea that. for this, too. We'll discuss it after. Sure. All right. But this will be this will be a long term uh, thing because we're going to review the whole series. So it's oh uh, yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do the whole series. We're right, two episodes at a time. Love that show. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah gonna, two we're, episodes at a time. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a blast. We're gonna have a blast. Uh, this is the first time it's been show. streaming, so that's why I'm really, I mean, I'm excited. I've been a B five fan for the, forever, and uh, it's never yeah. been streaming before ever. Never for free. Never. I mean, it's been on like you know dollar ninety nine episode whatever, but it's never been free streaming like it is now on Amazon Prime. So I love it. We're gonna Love and it. you got into it, right? You were watching this whole week. You you been? Oh my gosh! I have, that, this weekend, I just, been, just <laughs> like knocking it out, no matter what. So I'm on season two already. So we're gonna impl- anybody that's not a Babylon Five fan, get into it. If you are, get into it. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. So stay tuned yes. for that. While we're, while we're on hiatus with The Walking Dead, we're gonna resume yeah. our Monday night recording schedule we're going to keep that going for b5 mm-hmm. so that'll be called uh the gray council podcast and we're going to do that on uh, both networks possibly uh hhw lod master feed and or the taylor network podcast we'll let you know where but what else daryl 
Uh, yeah, so you can check that out as well as other podcasts on the network. Um, and with nothing's on, uh, I'm probably going to be doing a little special thing with that too, where we're going to be talking about on that fa- same feed of nothing's on. We're going to be uh, picking some bad TV shows that we, we still liked, uh, but we know they're bad. Um, you know, old yeah. shows that we, we kind of still dig. So me and Jim and, and the Apache uh, 2420. Oh, that's definitely got to be one of them. That's definitely uh, got to be one of them. Lex. Lex. Is Lex. Really on- <laughs> for oh, sure. God. For sure. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to, we're going to have fun with that. That'll, that'll definitely be on the feed and it'll be fun to, to kind of talk about uh, those shows that we uh, watched back in the day. All right. Great. Mr. Dietz. In addition to all the other podcasts that these uh, fine gentlemen have mentioned that I am part of, uh, in the month of June, uh, Cult Cinema Cavalcade is having me as a guest for the entire month. It's going to be June Don Baker month, uh, and we're going to be talking about Joe Don Baker movies, uh, the first one being Joysticks, which is a really terrible uh, teen sex comedy set in a video arcade from 1982. Uh, we're oh, also going to be covering... Covering a movie called Wacko, which is about a serial killer who uses a uh, lawnmower to kill his victims. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Cult Fletch? Cinema Cap, huh? Fletch. Yeah, we were, we were Fletch. talking. We were talking about Fletch. I think we might have something a little more interesting than Fletch to <laughs> talk about. Fletch is a classic, um, though. You can't go wrong with well, Fletch. It right? is. It is a classic. That's true. But we're going to be covering Joe Don Baker movies all month long uh, with the boys from us, Cult Cinema Cavalcade. That's cultcinemacavalcade.com. OldMagicGaming.com is where you can follow our D&D game, um, the great old ones. And we also have, I also have a weekly blog on there called Old Man Gamer. Uh, we're going to be uh, launching our YouTube channel pretty soon uh, for that. So that's pretty exciting. So check all that out. And, uh, yeah. Excellent. Well, and you will be part right, of the great, the great Council as well. Uh, right, we I good. will. Okay. Excellent. So, so you'll be able to hear. I'm working on my sideways mohawk as we speak. So. <laughs> getting your Minbari, are you getting your, your Centauri hair all set up? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you will be able to hear most of us together for that Great Council podcast. So if you miss hearing our voices talking about zombies, we're going to stay together talking about B5 all throughout the summer. So we'll uh, we'll make sure to promote it on the Facebook page, too, so everyone can kind of see what we're doing and know where to listen to us uh, in the in the hiatus. And uh, when I'm not talking zombies or Babylon 5 at this point, or anything else. I am the host of the Auto Chat Show, autochatshow.com, facebook.com slash autochatshow. Me and my co-host, Teddy, review new cars, hijinks, and things, and, and anything automotive-related we definitely talk about, and, and it happens in our lives. Uh, we, have been, we have been really blessed with a lot of new car reviews. Next one, uh, we just did two Lexuses, the RC and the RCF. Um, that was our last episode, really hot car from Lexus. Next one we're doing is the Kia Stinger, uh, so stay tuned for that. That's really also a very fun car from Kia, and uh, a lot of new one, new episodes coming up after that. So stay tuned for that. Check us out, Auto Chat Show. Give us a like on the page. We appreciate it. All right, who wants how, to close out? Yeah, go ahead, Chubb. Let's say, how was Amazing Con? Amazing Con was pretty good. Um, met, uh, what's her name, Martha, Marta Kristen? Mark Goddard oh, from Lost, Lost in Space. In Space. Yeah, uh-huh. so that were the two celebs that were there. I saw some great cosplay. You saw I put a picture of the governor up there, and he was pretty cool. Uh, he was in character the whole time, and I don't know. Um, just a good good kind of chill show down in Wilmington. I never did it before, but nice. my, my, yeah, my buddy that had the A-Team van was going. My other buddy has the Ghostbusters 
set up the Ghostbusters from New Jersey Ghost Corps. They were going. So I said, all right, let me let me tell, let me tag along. And the weather kind of cleared up in time. I don't take kid out in the rain. But it cleared up enough for me to go. So I t- tagged along, and uh, we had a lot of fun. I'll put some more pictures up there. It was a good, good couple of days, and I, I like hitting conventions like that. And actually, I just got the news. This is re- just hot off the presses. I don't mind sharing it right now for the first time ever. Um, I will be attending the New Jersey Horror Con in Atlantic City at the Showboat Casino. And I'll be doing photo ops with William Daniels for two days, Saturday Ooh. and Sunday. And he does not do photo ops. The voice of Kit. He very rarely does this. He chose the show. He liked my car. And we'll be doing that for two whole days if you want to take a picture with the voice of Kit and Kit together in, in Atlantic City. Together. Uh, that's going to be in September. Noise. So stay tuned for that one. He's promoting his new book, so um, he's touring. He really hasn't done much. He's pretty... I wouldn't say reclusive, but he doesn't really do the, the, the circuit too much. And um, But he chose to do this, and we're working out the details right now. So that's cool. going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that. I didn't expect that to happen. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, guys. Uh, who wants to end the show? And remember, until there's no more room in hell and, did, and the dead walk the earth, Al is a chick with layers. <laughs> Thank you. Won't forget that. Good night. Good night. <laughs>